presentation up, uh, the, not the video, the other one. And I forgot, in my excitement today, I forgot my little clicker. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm just going to have to kind of go and, and then you'll, you'll click, right? <laughs> it's a special day. Thank you for being here. Uh, I know m- most of your home folk, a few of you are visitors, uh, especially those of you who came to visit with us just because it was a special day for us. I, I, I really appreciate it. It means, uh, means a lot to me. And it is a special day. It's a special day in the life of this, of this fellowship, a special day in the life of this, of this church. And um, I'm believing it's going to be a special day in the life of this community. And who knows, maybe the whole darn world, you know. I, uh, of course, Wayne decided to not come this morning, but uh, <laughs> but he is in Zimbabwe, and that's a very appropriate place uh, for him to be on this day, because that's where Margaret and I came from. Actually, it's where Bruce and Jill, uh, no, they came from Murfreesboro, didn't they? But uh, they, they, they stopped off at Murfreesboro on their way back from Zimbabwe. But we do have a very special connection with that. Would you stand with us this morning, and we're going to read Psalm 84 together. Uh, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you, Selah. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, O God of Jacob, Selah. Look upon our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper, the house of my God, than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. I thank you for your spirit. And I pray that your spirit's presence would be strong in each and every one of us. Breathe upon us. Make this life to us today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we, uh, we officially voted uh, to leave the Assemblies of God. Um, what was that date? Does anybody remember? 15th? Yeah, back on the 15th of July. And that was actually a, a, a thing, a process that has been going on over a period of a couple of years. And really, 
I'm not going to rehash the whole thing because we had a couple of meetings about it, but I'll just very briefly, for those of you who, who weren't here, um, uh, give you a little bit of, of, um, of information about it. When I first came here, I wasn't an Assembly of God pastor, and I, I had been, a, uh, I was an Assembly of God baby, uh, and I was an Assembly of God teenager growing up and everything. Um, but when I came back to the Lord, and I came back to the Lord in the Assembly of God Church, but uh, our, our destiny, Margaret and my destiny, was really at a place called the Lord's Chapel, and that had been an independent church. And and uh, when we went on the on the mission field, we went as independent missionaries. And so when we came here, I really wasn't Assembly of God, but the church was. And uh, so, you know, I, I became Assembly of God, and for the first few years, I really wondered why, Lord. I mean, uh, and. He really spoke two things to my heart. One of them was that um, as long as my dad was alive, that, that was not, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. That was why. That was enough why. But the second thing was that perhaps this church could be a church uh, as, a, as an agent for change. Because I knew we were, we were a little different. So either they, either they were going to need to do some changing or we were going to need to do some changing. It was kind of, kind of odd. Uh, well, 20 years later, my dad passed away. Uh, and uh, the Tennessee district uh, elected a new district superintendent and began to move in a direction that I was particularly uncomfortable with. And so, uh, and that was two years ago. And, and really, it's been a long journey. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through all the details, but basically, um, uh, basically it, it just wasn't a real, it wasn't a good fit for us. And it turned out that we really could not be an agent of change. You know, we we tried, and and I think we tried in, in a very godly way, and we tried with allies, but it, it just didn't work out. Um, and I I don't have any ill feelings or any ill will toward the assemblies of God. There are, there is no. In fact, when I went and talked to the district superintendent and told him that we were leaving, I said, you know, we're leaving. That's the decision that we made, and I want your blessing when we go. Uh, and I guess it was about six weeks later when we finally. Had the meeting here at the church. The district officials came down. We took the vote. Uh, and they gave us their blessing. And that's how you should leave a place. That's how you should leave a situation. No matter how sticky the situation is, I mean, you know, there may be, uh, there, there may be sometimes, I don't know, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there have been any, well, I guess when David had to escape Saul to keep him getting killed, that might be circumstances under which you just might want to sneak away. But, uh, but, but virtually, I mean, the, the people who left in Scripture and left right got a blessing for their leaving. And uh, so they blessed us. We blessed them. That, that's clean. That's the way that it should be. Um, and so we're, we're happy about that. Uh, but in, in changing and leaving the assemblies of God, we felt like maybe we should not be Smyrna Assembly of God anymore. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's kind of nice having people, uh, when we were Smyrna Assembly, it was kind of nice having people send their uh, traffic uh, fines here, uh, thinking that we were that Smyrna Assembly. But uh, but we weren't and aren't. Um, and so we're going to change the name. And, and some of you know what it is. It hasn't been a really well-guarded secret, but but some don't. And it's Christmas morning. So, you know, let's, uh, let's open the present, shall we? We bring the lights down and play that video. A little retrospective in Bruce and, and Barbie, will y'all come on up?
Yeah. I like that. Um, let me just uh, very quickly, because I need to bring Bruce and Barbie out real quick, but I want to recognize the team that put this logo together because it was, it, was, it was tough. But I, I think they came up with something really, really good. And uh, so uh, uh, would, would those who were on that team just stand? Uh, Wade, Wade and Connie were on the team. Ken White was on the team. Brianna Butterworth was on the team. Diana Lawrence was on the team. David uh, Warren was on the team. Thank you very much, you guys. Yeah. And the amazing thing is we had some other people who could have been on that team, but it was hard enough getting this many to agree on something. So. But, but we had, some, we had some, some real talent and some real skill in there. Uh, w- Springhouse Worship and Arts Center, I didn't come up with any of this name, but I love it. And um, uh, I want the two people who did come up with the two different parts of it to spend a, a few moments uh, sharing with you. Uh, Springhouse, Barbie came up with. Worship and Arts Center, Bruce came up with. Barbie, would you come and talk for, for a few moments and let us know? Like I'm supposed to talk after that video. Y'all are used to my eyes being red anyway, aren't you? <laughs> um, oh, I'm so, my spirit is just leaping. And it's been like that. I woke up this morning going, God, you are so faithful. And he is so good to us. And I am so excited about this next uh, season in our journey. Um, Springhouse came um, in prayer about a year ago. The Lord had been doing a lot of things in this body and, and um as Christians, we know what it feels like to sense a shift in the spirit. And I could, and I could feel that. And there was just a lot of things going on. And in prayer, one day, um, I was praying about with the changes and with everything that was going on, I think a new name is appropriate. And, um, the first thing the Lord dropped into my spirit was Psalms 84. And I love that passage of scripture. And I felt like the Lord said, Springhouse. Um, I just want to read this portion to you. It says, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. And then he also gave me Isaiah 49.10. They will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the heat or the sun beat upon them. He who has compassion on them will guide guide them and lead them beside springs of water. And I thought, God, that is so appropriate for this house because from the very beginning, well, number one, I would never bring you anything. Part of my um, walk before God is that I will never present to you anything that I have not bathed in prayer. I just will not do it. I don't want the responsibility. (laughs) But so I I have prayed and prayed about this. So the number one reason that I believe um, 
in this name is because I truly do believe that God gave me this name uh, long before we began to walk in it. And just a couple of the reasons that I want to share with you outside of that, number one being I do believe that it was from the Lord. And once the Lord speaks to my heart, I really don't question it anymore. I might ask him to explain (laughs) and help me out a little bit, but I trust his voice. I trust his voice. Um, The second thing was that a, a spring, I'm a country girl. I'm a country girl, and there's something about a spring house. When I was a child, now see that something about else about a spring is that God provides a spring. People, human beings, we can dig a well. We can't make a spring happen. Only God can make a spring up a well. He's the only one that can do that. All I see us doing is building a house over what he has done, over the water supply that he's provided. That's what I see. And as a child, a spring house, where I came from, that's where we, we kept the costly food. The things that, uh, you know, the things that needed to be preserved and taken care of. We took them in a spring house. That's where we kept them. Um, so there was, it was a place of provision for us. And I believe this house will be a place of provision. Um, another thing that when we were just as kids, if we were burning up and hot and the heat had gotten to us and it was too much for us, where do you think we hid? In the spring house. That's where we went. It was cool. And if we wanted the best water there was, cold to be refreshed, it was in the spring house. So when I say that name, it it brings back everything. Just a place of provision and nourishment and shelter and a hiding place. And I believe that we are going to become that. I truly do believe that that speaks to a place of destiny in us. The last thing really is that, well, almost the last thing, from the very beginning from the time we came to this church 20 years ago, however many years ago we came, I have watched as wounded have come through the doors. And I've watched them find healing. And I've watched them uh, get whole. Some have stayed, some have passed through. But we are, I have always felt like we are a spiritual triage church. We are a church of healing, a, a church of refreshing, so that those that pass through can move on to the destinies in Christ. Whether they be here or whether be, they be outside the doors, we are to refresh them, help them walk in healing, nourish them, give them a hiding place for just a little while while God works in their spirits. So I do believe that spring house is all of those things. We are on a pilgrimage. We are on a pilgrimage. And the last thing is that what that passage says, I want you to think about this for just a second, because it just kind of blew my socks off when it says, as they pass, those who are on a pilgrimage, how many would agree you're on a pilgrimage toward the face of God on a pilgrimage? As those that are on pilgrimage, as they pass through the valley of Baca, that means a place of tears, a place of weeping. As they pass through the valley of tears, they make it a place of springs. Place of springs is Mayan. That means a place of fullest joy. From a place of weeping and tears to a place of fullest joy. And then I love this last part. God just, God ties a bow on everything, you know? And then it says, the autumn rains also cover it with pools. Those pools are Beraka, from Baka, from tears to foolish joy to Beraka. And Beraka, those pools literally mean pools of praise, pools of gifts and giftings. <laughs> God is so smart. <laughs> Pools of peace and pools of blessing. And I believe every time that we call ourselves Spring House, we prophesy that we will be 
there will be pools of blessing, pools of gifts, pools of praise in this place. And we are coming out of a place of tears. All of us are coming into a place of fuller joy. And we will become a spring house to all of those around us. Amen. Yep, big guy. I wish I had a glass of water to give her. <laughs> I have no scripture for us, uh, which uh, I'm much more comfortable I'm standing in this spot with a scripture. Um, a few months ago in staff meeting, Ronnie was asking us if we had any ideas about uh, name change, and we knew Springhouse was there already. Barbie and Ronnie, that was deep within their spirit. And so we started to talk about different names. Uh, I would kind of like something with our Lord's name in it and the word church. Uh, that was a personal preference. That's all it is. Uh, and Wayne was saying the church ought to, the name ought to reflect what it is. And he gave some examples like up in Pittsburgh and that. So I was thinking Wayne's going to name the church at some, us, the Church, the Apostolic Church at Smyrna with Messianic overtones of the Macedonian call to the saints who know Bob Dylan. And uh, so I knew the sign would be bigger than the church building. And you ought to see his tattoo. It just. But that's another story. So much for Spring Wells. Yeah, yeah. And um, Ronnie said something that um, really started me on my little journey, few-day journey with this name. Uh, And Ronnie just looked at us all and said, if people come to a play and they read the playbill or the program and they see that name on the bottom, they won't come to church. And something just clicked inside me how important that was to Ronnie. And so I hobbled home because uh, this was during uh, my knee replacement, and I had a lot of time to pray and by myself. And when you're not feeling good and things hurt, um, I pray. Well, I beg and I pray. Uh, And I I was just praying about this and asking the Lord, because that's Ronnie had asked us to do, a pray about the name of the church. So I was just talking to the Lord about the name, and boy, the Spirit just started to stir up inside me about the name of the church. And so as I'm seeking the Lord's face on this and trying to hear a word, um, the Lord starts to speak to my heart about my relationship with Ronnie. And this is what the name is based on for me, is my relationship with Ronnie that's been since 1973. And um, I know Ronnie loves the Lord, that Ronnie was put here um, by the Lord as pastor of the church, and I trust in that very strongly. And I'm thinking about what was in his heart and the people that he loves and the people that he's trying to reach out to. And um, the thought came to me that when the drama especially really started to come on strong in the church, Uh, Ronnie told us that God told him to do it. And that carried more weight with me than any other explanation, because God told him to do it. 
And it brought back a, a remembrance of Ronnie and I having lunch maybe 15 years ago or so. Uh, and just he and I. And he looked up at me with tears in his eyes, which is real unusual, okay, and said, Bruce, why would God put something in my heart? And he was speaking about the drama and the arts and not want to use it. And when I saw my brother open like that and with the tears in his eyes, um, and I just felt compassion for him as my brother, I said, Ronnie, you got to do what's in your heart. Uh, and he did. He did. And so... As this is all going on, I'm thinking, Lord, why are you telling me? Why are you speaking to me about the arts and drama and worship? I'm the missions guy. (laughs) What's the matter with all these other people? Um, I did. I said, why are you telling me, God? I'm the only one in staff staff not involved in worship and the arts. The only one. all the elders are involved in some form or fashion of the worship and the arts. I do missions, God. God, why? And this is what God said to me. Absolutely nothing. He didn't say a word to me. <laughs> and that happens to me every now and then. And so then, rather than trying to make up a word he was trying to tell me, when God does that to me, he's saying... Move on, big boy. Move on. Don't linger with this. Move on. So I did. And I was praying, and the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night, and I was thinking about the name of the church, and the Spirit was moving in. And the Lord said, the name of the church is Springhouse Worship and Art Center. That's the name. Call it what it is. When people read that on the bottom of a playbill... I would think they'd want to come if they've been to a play. If people walk into our foyer, what's the first thing they see is an art gallery. When they walk through the doors that walk into the sanctuary here, what do they worship? What do they see? Dancers. What do they hear? Dramatic sermons. Barbie and Ronnie are dramatic. If that's not an understatement. And... <laughs> and I'm not an understudy, <laughs> so uh, I do study, but something else. So, um, and I said, "There it is," and the Lord said, "Call it what it is." This is where this church puts its emphasis on worship and the arts. Now we have many other ministries in the church, and they do a good job, but the emphasis of this church is worship in the arts. Call it what it is. Don't dance around with it. Call it what it is. And I went, yes, sir. And I asked him, why are you telling me this? And I got the same answer. Zip. And I almost called Ronnie in the middle of the night because I felt that strongly that God said it. Uh, But I did wait till the next day when we got together. And that's what the Lord told me. Uh, The missions guy. The Lord says, this is the emphasis, call it what it is, Springhouse Worship and Arts Center. Thank you, Brian. (laughs) 
Let me very quickly uh, run through this. I know why God told Bruce, and that's why God didn't tell Bruce why he was telling him, because I could tell him. Uh, (laughs) Because I'm the only one who knows this. If it had come from anywhere else, that's what, we wouldn't have that name. I, I would have dismissed it out of hand. But when it came from Bruce... More on that in a moment. Very, very quickly, uh, worship and arts. First of all, I need to very quickly explain what our definition of worship is, what our view of worship is, because you see, praise and worship are two different things. Talked about this a month ago at, at our, our praise gathering. Let me very quickly. Praise is, uh, is very simply a declaration of who God is and what he's done. When you praise somebody, you talk about you did, you did great. You are great. That's, that's, what, that's what praise is. Uh, so when you're singing, uh, Oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made. You know, we think, oh, that's a worship song. That's praise. How great thou art. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty high praise. Um, Isaiah uh, click, click this again. Isaiah chapter 12, verses 4 through 6. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, give thanks to the Lord. This is talking about praise. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he's done glorious things. Let this be known in all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. So when you, when you sing, when you... When, 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 uh, uh, when you speak forth the things that God has done, when you testify, you tell how good he is, that's praise. That's, that's, that's what that is. And praise is a good thing. Now, C.S. Lewis does not have a book in the Bible, but, but he's, praise is one of my, praise is one of my favorite things. And I just want to put up one quote that Lewis had about praise because I think it's pretty cool. It says, the humblest pray, the humblest praise the most while cranks and malcontents praise the least. Praise almost always seems to be health made, inner health made audible. And it kind of is. I mean, you know, when you, when you, when you see somebody who just can totally give themselves to praise, then you know they might be going through the most terrible of circumstances. But inside, there's a resource that they're drawing from that's, that's a whole lot healthier than somebody who may look like they got it a little bit better. That makes sense. That's what praise is. Worship is something different, though. Click this again. Worship is our response to who God is. You see, worship isn't slow music. Worship isn't when you cry while you sing. Worship is our is our response to who God is. We uh, one of the songs that we sing sometimes says that worship is all we say and do, and that and that's really that's really what it means. Click this again over in Romans chapter twelve, very famous passage of scripture i urge you brothers in in view of god's mercy in response to his mercy and who he is and what he's done offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to god this is your spiritual act of worship sometimes praise can be a form of worship but worship is so much more than just that when we give that's worship when people, when people in the Old Testament worship, they would bring, they would bring an offering. When we, when we serve others, Jesus said, whatever you've done unto one of the least of these, you've done to me. Now, and, and, and he wasn't necessarily saying, what, whatever you've done to one of the least of these in the synagogue. 
No, it's wherever you run into one of the least of these. You've done it unto me. Uh, whenever we work, we're supposed to work as if working for the Lord, not working for man. It's worship. Uh, we, our, our work should be, should be our worship. Whenever we play. I mean, seriously. We, we tend to have this, this thought that, you know, if, if it's serious and we're doing something that's not much fun, we're working for God. But when we play, that's my time. Hey, he likes to play. <laughs> Invite him along. You know, he, he would like to come along as well. One of my, my favorite lines from any movie is, is Chariots of Fire, where, where Eric Little says, when I run, I feel his pleasure. You know, and, and quite frankly, Bruce was referencing the, the, the theater thing. Uh, you know, when I'm involved in that, I feel his pleasure. I, you know, there are, I, 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 there are artists here who, when they paint, they feel his pleasure. There are musicians, when they play, they feel his pleasure. You know, there are, there are carpenters who, when they drive a nail, they feel his pleasure. If they're making something that, you know, that, that, that their heart is in and that their love is in. Jesus told the woman at the well, uh, he asked, uh, she asked him, she said, our fathers worship on this mountain and you Jews say Jerusalem is where we got to worship. Now, which is it? And Jesus said, oh, let me tell you, there's a time coming when it's not going to have anything to do with this mountain or Jerusalem or this building. God is spirit and those who worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth wherever they are, whenever they are. 24-7. See, this is, this is not a worship center because this is a place where, you, where we come to worship. It's a worship center because it's a place where we come to get empowered to go and worship. That's the way I see it anyway. I was, I was talking to the staff on um, Tuesday night and asked them for their vision. And, and, uh, and one of them was, uh, I don't remember which one. I think it was Barbie, but it might have been somebody else. I don't know. We'll just give somebody else credit for this. Uh, they were saying, I just keep dreaming of this place, driving past it, and there's no walls. It's just, it's just, there are no walls. And uh, it's almost kind of a cliched term, but it's very powerful. Uh, church without walls. Um, okay, why arts? Well, um, I want to read a fairly lengthy passage to you. It's one of my favorite passages in all the scripture. Colossians 1, 15 through 20. So I didn't put it up there, but just listen. It's talking about Christ. He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything he might have the supremacy. In everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things. Whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. It's saying that Jesus Christ is supposed to have the supremacy in everything. And there, and there are areas in our culture, there are areas in, um, in society that the church has basically just kind of abandoned and went, uh, no, that's, that's the devil's territory. And I'm sick of it. You know, I mean, I just, I just flat out am. I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand it because he, he, he is the head of who we are. We are his body and all things are being reconciled to him through his blood shed on the cross. So all we got to do is, is step in and take it. 
quite frankly, the first, uh, click again, the first thing that God has revealed to us as is creator. And we were created in his image. And that doesn't necessarily, that does not mean that God has two eyes and two ears and one nose. It means that the things that are inside of us, those things that are good, are all, are all from the image of God. Our ability to love, our ability to reason, our ability to think, our ability to create. And whether what you're creating is a painting on a wall or a, or a script or a, or a novel or a song, or maybe what you're creating is, is, um, a house, you know, maybe you're building a house. Maybe you're, uh, maybe you're uh, painting a car. Maybe you're creating a clean kitchen. Maybe you're creating a, a, you know, clean laundry. I mean, whatever it is that you're, that you're creating, that's, that is a, that is an offshoot of God's image inside of you. Uh, he gave us this beautiful, this powerful gift. Like I say, the churches by and large abandoned it uh, and left the, 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 the field of the enemy. Well, not us. Um, dance used to be the point of attack here. I mean, that used to be the thing that, that everybody would kind of come in and go. And uh, then over the years, it kind of shifted to theater once people discovered that we had one. Uh, when, when, uh, when people from other churches come and go, how do you get a theater started in your church? I say, you start off with a dance team. Because everybody will be complaining about that and nobody will notice that you're starting a theater. Until it's too late. There it is. But of course, dance is well covered in scripture. And, and, you know, and that was one of the things I, you know, people go, why do y'all dance? I go, you, look, there are 200 churches in this town you can go to that don't dance. You got one that does what we do. You know, I, I'm not saying hit the road. I'm just saying somebody's got to do it and we're the ones doing it. Uh, and the same thing with this other. Well, why, why do we do theater? Let me very quickly, cause I'm running out of time. Um, uh, click on this. I, there are three reasons that I see why we do it. One is to reach those who otherwise would not come. You just got to invite them. And then, and then secondly, uh, we're going to reach the, the theater community. And it's going to start in the Nashville area, but it, it's ultimately going to impact the world. Why not? You know why? I mean, these people, this is an unreached people's group. And many of them were brought up in the church until they discovered that they had this talent and the church said, get out of here. And they did. You know, well, we're saying get in here. And then thirdly, uh, to prepare Christians to use their talents in the world. Let's, you know, you can elect somebody, but next year they'll elect somebody else. But you paint something or you write something or you perform something that impacts things. It can impact for, for centuries and for years. Okay, let's get on here. Springhouse, let me very quickly. Man, I wish I had more time. Uh, and I know I do, but my wife is teaching cool church and... I have to answer to her, but this is over. <laughs> Barbie said that this was a triage. When I first came here, when, when we came back from Zimbabwe, I thought I didn't know we were coming here. I thought, well, I did actually a, a week or two before we came back, and I just didn't tell Margaret. But, <laughs> but, but um, when we came back, we thought we were going to start a church, and one of the, the thing that was foremost in my heart was I wanted to start a place where um, wounded and hurting Christians could come. And be ministered to. Now, 
Uh, I think that by the time Barbie and Hal came here, I probably wasn't saying that a whole lot, but that's what we ended up having. Uh, I thought it'd be a, a nice, easy way to minister. I turned and boy, was I wrong. But so, so anyway, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it is a triage. And then I got to just tell you this. This is so cool. That, that, that little white building that uh, was at the front of the video. Oh, no, by the way, you need to check out our new website. It's springhousesmyrna.com. And if you want to see that video again, it's on the website. So you can download it from there. And there's, there's just a, a bunch of cool stuff on there. And I, I particularly want to thank uh, Scott Asher and, and Brian Ensmeyer because they've been working tirelessly on that. And it looks good. But that little white building, uh, if, you, if, you, if you go to that little white building, uh, on the cornerstone, there are two dates, 1917, 1938. And the reason why there are two dates there is the church was built in 1917. In 1938, they built a water tower over it. And the water tower, when they were welding it and putting it together, uh, the water tower set the church on fire. Which is really kind of cool when you stop to think about it. The water tower set the church on fire, so they had to rebuild it in 1938. When my parents came and they were, they were ministering at that church, that the way they told us how to get to that church was they would say, when you get to Smyrna, look for the water tower and drive towards it. You know, that water tower is not there anymore. They tore it down because they, they moved it to Rock Springs Road, which is also kind of interesting. It's not real close to us, but it's, they got on the right road anyway. Uh, very quickly, changing the name. It's not unprecedented. God did it a whole lot. Abram became Abraham. Click the next one, yes. Jacob became Israel. Click the next one. Simon became Peter. Saul became Paul, all these were pretty much changes for the better. Okay. And God himself spoke those uh, names. You know, names are very important. Uh, Nobody's ever really figured out if Shakespeare was right, uh, that a rose by any other name would smell as sweet, but somehow I just... Don't see it smelling that good if we called it booger. <laughs> yeah, happy anniversary. I brought you a dozen lawsuits. <laughs> Never mind. But when you know a name, that's power. You see, if somebody comes and, and says to me, um, Oh, uh, give me a hundred dollars. I might not. <laughs> if I don't know them in particular. But if somebody comes to me and says, Margaret told me to tell you to give me a hundred dollars. They got my attention now. Now, whether they get my hundred dollars or not, we'll see. But, <laughs> but they, when you know the right name, there's power there. There actually is. And it was, uh, you know, the thing about this, this name change that, that is so exciting to me is that, well, you know, Barbie said she really felt like God told her this name. Bruce, I've known Bruce for 
I've known him well for 33 years. And there may have been another time, but I don't, I don't know that I can emphatically say that there's ever been any other time that I've heard him say unequivocally, God told me. And when he said, God told me, worship an art center. Oh, because we don't throw that phrase around lightly here. We just don't. Because, you know, once, some, once, once you go, God told me, the conversation's really over. It's let's just get on with it, uh, which is kind of how the elders took it. Now, here's the thing. If the name that you're using is one that God has, in fact, spoken, then like Barbie says, every time you speak it, you're speaking prophetically. Because prophetic speaking is not saying, uh, I predict that. Tomorrow. No, prophetic speaking is bringing the word of the Lord. Whatever God himself has said, that is what prophetic speaking is. But you know, changing a name is just changing a name. What really matters is changing us. And we've had long talks about this with the elders and all this is and, and, and staff. This is calling for us to step up. Uh, the assemblies of God, it might not have been a good fit, but they were our covering. They aren't now. Guess who's got to step up? We do. We absolutely do. Uh, I think the potential is unlimited. At the same time, when you start taking territory from the enemy, uh, he doesn't just go, oh no, they're taking my territory. He fights. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They're prayer, they're the word, they're worship, they're service, they're, they're truly laying our lives down before the Lord. And that's what we got to do. We need to step up our prayer life as well. Uh, I, I'm essentially out of time, but here's what I want to do. There's two things I want to do. First of all, I, I want us to pray. And I asked, uh, I know that Wayne's out of town, but they're... Um, I ask, yeah, Margaret's here, Bruce, Barbie, would y'all come up here? And Kevin, Isaac, Cheyenne, not right down front. That's where I went, yeah. And I, uh, you know, one of the things that we're kind of about here is is uh, joining generations. And because uh, they, they fit, they belong together. And I, uh, so I've asked... I've, I, Cheyenne, I know, has, has expressed a real desire to, to ultimately be a mission, so I've asked Bruce to pray over him. Uh, there's a real special bond and kindredness between Margaret and Kevin. There really always has, has been in the way they've worked together. I've asked Margaret to pray over Kevin. Uh, I know when Isaac first uh, became youth pastor, you know, Barbie would come to me and go, oh, this is God. This really is God. And she's really been one of his big supporters. And so I, I've asked her to pray over him. Um, you know, I really don't quite know how to do this, but here's what I'd like to do. I'd like the younger guys in the front kind of facing that way. Uh, Kim, Kim. Oh, okay, yeah, I got, I got it now. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's what I meant. The other generation, uh, you know, <laughs> facing them. <laughs> yes! Okay, uh, would y'all stand? And I would like for the elders to, to all come down.
as well and just gather around these groups these groupings of three they're just going to start praying uh yeah and would all of you just stretch your hands out this way and begin to extend your God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your your presence in this place. I thank you, Lord God, for new opportunities and new vistas and new horizons. And Lord God, we as a congregation commit ourselves. We commit ourselves to you, Father. We ask you, Lord, to increase our prayer life. We ask you, Lord God, to increase the levels of of praise in our lives. We ask you, Lord God, to increase the awareness of worship and worship opportunities in our lives, Lord God. We pray, God, that you would protect us from the evil one. As your word says, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil, O Father. Each and every one of us, Lord God. Father, that you'd make us spiritually keen, spiritually aware as we walk. Help us to grow and mature. Father, help us to to impact not not just getting a bunch of people in a building together somewhere. Lord, help us to impact this community. Help us to impact this this region. Help us to impact this this nation and this world, Lord God. I pray pray for your favor and your grace upon those. Lord, who come and are refreshed and strengthened and and built up in in this place, in this house, Lord God. I pray, Father, that when any of us are in distress and we turn to you and we cry out to you, Father, that you would hear, that you would answer, and that you would move on our behalf, Lord God. I pray that our children would grow up strong and that they would grow up faithful. I pray that that our marriages would be would be blessed and that they would create homes of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost where you reign and where you rule, O Father. I pray, Lord God, that you would increase our vision, that that the least of us, Lord God, would have the vision to reach a thousand. I pray, Lord God, that we would walk in humility and joy and grace with you, O Father, in this house, in Jesus' name. Very quickly, I want the elders to stay down here. If anybody came and they need prayer today, you come on down. Come on. May, you may not, you may not have, have needed prayer, but if you came needing prayer today, you come on down. This is a, this is a spring house, guys. You know, you may need some emotional healing. You may need some financial healing. You may need a job. You may need physical healing. You may need Jesus. You may not have him. If you came needing prayer today, you come down. These brothers and sisters will pray with you, pray for you.
of you who are out there, if you're starting school this week, either as a teacher or a student, would you raise your hand? Would you leave it up for just a second? If you're around somebody who's got their hand raised and we're going to need some reinforcements over here, would you just reach out and be, and, and put your hand upon them and begin to pray for them? And I'm going to, yeah, I, I'm serious. We need some reinforcements over here. So if, if you need, if you want to go pray for a student, we've got some over here. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the, for the, for the use. I thank you for the teachers. I thank you, Lord God, for the, uh, for the opportunities that lie ahead in this year. Father, I rebuke the enemy, rebuke the devourer of the temptations that would come along that are, that would destroy our kids. I pray, Lord God, that they would be able to see through them. I pray, Lord, that you would make them bold, not obnoxious, but bold, Father God, bold for the kingdom's sake. I pray that you'd give them wisdom. I pray, Lord God, that, that a spirit of understanding would come upon them. Uh, the teachers as they work with their students, the students as they as they study their, their, their classes. And Lord, I pray that you'd give influence to our kids and the schools. I pray, Father, that they would become the leaders, that they would become the ones that, that everybody brings their, their problems to, that they would become the ones that people look at and go, I want what you've got. Lord, I pray this would be a fruitful year. I pray that this would be a strong year. I pray that this would be a safe year. Surround them as with a shield, O oh Lord God. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. So Father, walk with them. May they be aware of your presence. In Jesus' name. Let's worship a little more as people are praying. Our great, you do miracles.
raise your hand and let me give you a blessing. And before I do, let me also remind you, if you've got children, when you pick them up, just love on the people who've been taking care of them because they've been doing a great job for us. May the Lord, may the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who sent his Son into the world so that we might live as a new creation, old things passing away, all things becoming new. May each day be a new creation for you. May it be one of, of beauty. May it be one of strength. May it be one of fruitfulness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.